The Clemson Tigers are in the top four of the college football playoff rankings, and that is sweet for us because it means maybe the ACC is getting a little more love than we think. But what could it potentially mean for the rest of the season as they face a formidable a formidable opponent against North Carolina? More than that, can they outlast Alabama and Michigan? Those are the type of conversations we're going to have on today's show with AJ Black from Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by AJ Black of Locked on Boston College. Each and every week, we talk about weekly reads and rankings, but more than that, we give you some really good content around all of our teams here in the ACC. We are also joined by our friends here at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Clemson is finally in the top four for the college football rankings, and they will see themselves in the playoffs should everything go correct here towards the end of the year. But, AJ, crazier things have happened, so I don't know how good I feel about Clemson's all the way through guaranteed spot here in the college football playoffs. What about you? Yeah, I mean – it, there's still a what a full week of football, a uh, full month left of football uh, to go, and you know you got Clemson with with you know they got the ACC championship game they've got to get through. They've got some tough games. I'm not gonna even I'm not even gonna rule out South Carolina. I'm sure they're gonna be hungry. Uh, they've got some other tough games on their schedule. It could very well easily be a. a, a a month that's going to keep ACC fans on the edge of their seats. Absolutely. And for those who don't know, college football playoff rankings come out each and every Tuesday evening. And as we're talking about this Wednesday show, Tennessee is currently number one, followed by Ohio State. Then it is Clemson and then followed by Georgia, if I have that correct, right? Correct. Yep. Okay, cool. And then you have very closely Alabama and Michigan, who we all know Alabama, I'm sure, is at home seething because they know they absolutely on any given day can beat damn near any of these teams. But more than that, we know that every team ahead of them has to play perfect because if you don't, Alabama's right there in the spot. No questions asked. Right, exactly. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, when you look at the SEC and the competition that's before them, I can see why people would be a little upset for Clemson being in a top four spot because it's a little bit different over here <laughs> in the ACC. The drop-off is significant between the ACC and the SEC. Right. But Clemson has three top 25 wins. So They do. They do. And I, 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 think, I think you can complain about ACE, the ACC strength of games playing, you know, against teams like BC and, and Georgia Tech. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at the rankings this week, there were three teams that Clemson beat on that rankings. And Cle- yeah. I think Bama had one. Yeah. So I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the angst, but at the end of the day, you know how people are. It's n- it's nothing but to have a nice little think piece when it's all said and done. I will say, as we're talking about Clemson, the idea that they could potentially be in the ACC championship game against a North Carolina team, a lot of people are saying it's going to be closer than what people are assuming, especially because everyone says the Coastal is not that grand. But North Carolina 
certainly has put up, you know, quite a show, especially offensively. The defense yep. is definitely turning a corner. Second half, they're doing what needs to be done. Do you see Clemson being taken out and knocked, knocked out of the college football playoffs if they were by chance to lose North Carolina? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I look at their schedule and, you know, they've got UNC. And if they lose that game, you know, there's going to be a lot of one loss games. But unfortunately, the ACC is almost a, a conference where you have to be perfect to get into the uh, college football playoffs. Yeah. It's absolutely. just the way the way it rolls, because the SEC is going to get that the doubt for a loss. Like if Alabama, say Alabama sneaks in with one loss, they're going to get it over over Clemson every time, because that's yeah. just the way that way college football rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have Ohio State and uh, who's I'm blanking on the other team, Georgia and Tennessee, you know, it just seems like it just seems like Clemson has to go be perfect to make this. And yeah. um, whether it's fair or not, that's just the way the game is played right now. And um, you know, I think that's kind of just it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough hill to climb for Dabo Sweeney and his crew, but. They're on their way right now, and but they've got some tough ones. And I, you know, that you mentioned UNC, but there, I, I look at some of these other games. They got you got Notre Dame coming up this weekend, which is a big game against the Fighting Irish, who are playing very, very well. Yep. And you have Louisville, who just smashed Wake Forest. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> coming in a couple of weeks too. So I don't. Even, they might not even make it undefeated to the to the ACC <laughs> championship game, which yeah. is crazy. That's fair. That's fair. And then that South Carolina game, we all know rivalry rivalry weeks. They had three times fast. Brings out the best of everybody. And, of course, South Carolina is probably playing some of their best upset ball, I will say, this season. And they're definitely trying to beat the Clemson Tigers when it's all said and done. So good there. Now, when it comes to just rankings, we all know Clemson is the best. And we can lament on that all day long here. And here in the ACC, it's pretty much them and everybody else. And it's fine. We've made peace with that. This been like that for quite some time it's hope it's getting better we can say that but it certainly has a way to go I want to start with the worst of them because I feel like I know how this is going to go for you and I want to give you the floor to let this out let's start with the teams who are struggling (laughs) let's start with Boston College because I know that has to be your worst team you know you 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 really think that I'm going to put them at at the bottom (laughs) you have to you have oh man I had to I it is so so bad over in Chestnut Hill right now, and I gotta say, Candace, like the last week for any folks that didn't watch or didn't hear, BC lost to UConn, team that went one and eleven last year, uh, and yeah, they've picked it up a bit this year, uh, but they, BC scored three points against them. Three. I don't care how many offensive linemen are out for BC. You score more than three points against UConn. Yeah. And and I don't even want to hear that the offensive line was the major issue. They turned the ball over five times yep. against UConn, yeah. a team that they've never lost to ever. Yeah. And so the, the mood around the program, the fan base is absolutely venomous right now. They're taking it on everyone. I had someone on my um, YouTube page blame me. It's my fault. <laughs> Why is it your fault? You've been nothing but encouraging, I feel like. Uh, because I, I gave them hope, is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> well. So that's my fault. And I said, yes, yeah, yep, definitely my fault that six offensive linemen are out for the year or whatever it is. But the 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 feel is, is really bad. And, it, and it's starting to, to seep deeper 
Uh, they just lost a commitment, one of their their, their top commitment yesterday because he oh, just. Wow. Um, and Halfley just looks over his head, and it's so sad because you want to root for the guy. He seems like a nice guy. Um, the kids love him, yep. but the team looks complete, like a complete and utter mess. I feel uh, like they look like a shell of themselves because we were right. very hype about going into the season towards Boston College. And the fact that it's just gone so incredibly horrible when it comes to just being in the trenches, but there's like no morale boost. You know, nope. I feel like Phil's not there. Like emotionally, it's emotionally disconnected from what we're used to seeing from Boston College. Yep. And now, now Halfley has to field questions. I, I credit the Globe reporter who asked him, do you feel confident in your future in the, in the, uh, with the program and he had to answer it and he said he did. And then he, they, they, they got the globe also a quote from the, the AD. So that's where it's going with BC right now. Uh, that's what happens when you lose to UConn. Did the uh, AD and, give a vote of confidence or was he a little Oh, shaky? he did. He did. <laughs> um, and it was, we have confidence that he's going to be a coach that'll lead us to win. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think BC will fire him. I've already said that I personally don't think he's the right fit for BC right now. I just don't, I mean, to watch what's happened in this program. Um, and what where makes they, him not a good fit right for right now? He, he, if you go, if you just take a step back for a second mm-hmm. and look what his, like, I think we all got blinded with how good of a, an interview he is. Mm-hmm. If you go back and take a step back at what he does, he did before this, he was a defensive backs coach for most of his career. And that was it. And everyone brings up Ohio state. He was there for one year. He didn't recruit there at all. (laughs) And he was a co-defensive coordinator. He wasn't even the full defensive coordinator there. He's never had a chance to run a program. And the big issue with him is that he has, and he, he mentions it himself. And I mentioned this on lockdown BC. He has no idea about the offense on this team. Or I don't want to say he doesn't know idea. He just, He's not up to speed on it. And as you've watched the offense, it's clear that he doesn't. Um, and he, I think that's a big issue. Like he just doesn't, I feel like he's drowning. That's what I feel like. I feel like maybe five years, if he got more experience and went someplace else and tried that path again, and then maybe went down a level to try and coach, I could see Halfley pushing himself back up. But right now, like, there's just like, there's no adjustments in game. There's no adjustments from game to game. Um, and, you know, you would want to hope that you'd figure out, even with an offensive line that as bad as it is, you could, a, a coach that understands the offense should be able to figure out something that they can do. He hasn't been able to do any of that. And it just, they just look complete, as you said, they look flat and completely lost. These days, every new potential hire can feel like the high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates. Go to LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now that you know all of that, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Whew, we can proceed. I did have a question about Boston College before we move on to the rest of the rankings here on our show that we do each and every week with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College as we close close the loop on it. 
Halfley certainly maybe has too much dip on his chip, but when you're looking at who would you rather have, is it, I just need somebody who's had some coaching experience. Yep. I need someone that offensive minded, like what would be the fix if he ends up not working out? So I think what BC needs is a, is a proven winner. And I, I don't think it's as, and I'm not looking at like someone said, like members is always like Dan Mullen. I'm like, nah, I don't want Dan Mullen here. Um, I'm sure he'd be fine, but the big, like a big name I'm looking at and it's, it's a lower school, but the dude is one all over the place. It's a guy like Bob Chesney at Holy Cross, mm-hmm. Holy Cross is eight. No, and could potentially win the FCS. The dude just wins. He wins yeah. a lot and he can run a program. He's done it. Like he's run, he runs Holy Cross. He's run the schools before him. So he knows how to run a football team. That I think is way more important than finding the next young, you know, hot recruit uh, coordinator out there again. You can't do that. I don't want to see a retread like um, I don't I I forget who they keep bringing up, but there's this. I mean, Dan Mullen's a good example. Mm -hmm. I I mean, he'd be fine, but like I don't want like I don't think that would be a good fit. A guy like Chesney, he's from this area. He I mean, I could throw a rock and hit him from where I live right now. And I think he'd be a perfect fit. A young coach, think mm-hmm. he would do it. Like, uh, and and to me again, I go back to you know he worked at a Catholic school. He's from this area, and he wins. Yeah, check, yes, check, sometimes, check. sometimes you just need the bare bones of the bases to get you back on track. So I hear right. you. Yep. All right, let's switch gears here. Talk about the best teams here in the ACC. As we know, each and every week, we love to talk about the guys who are doing a little bit better than most. And so, with our top five, let's sit with our number five team right now. Here in the ACC, how would you rank them, AJ? Okay, so did you say bottom five or top five? Top five. Uh, okay, top five. We're going to ignore the bottom five. Yes. We're going to keep them down there. Um, <laughs> and at number five, I am going to put the Florida State Seminoles. Okay. We had a nice little game against Georgia Tech. For those who don't know, or don't get a chance to cover yep. around the ACC. They beat the Yellow Jackets 41 to 16. It was a handed win. And it was something that we, it's been a fresh change to see them win in dominant fashion. Yeah. And they, and I would, I, I, I look at the next game. They, they've got uh, their rivalry game with Miami this weekend. Yeah. And I, I could see one of two things happening. Some, first of all, Florida State should just take them to the woodshed because I just feel like they're much better and faster. And Miami is a mess right now. Absolutely. But it's again, it's a rivalry game. And one thing I've learned from watching rivalry game, games is stupid things happen all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. But I will say if it does have some stupid stuff going down for this one, Florida State needs to just hide their hands because I I, I don't know what to tell you. If there was ever a time that yep. you could dominate Miami, this is the weekend. You, you Yeah, it, it, there's bigger questions if they don't, but I, I feel like that should be something they should do. But. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number four. Who we number got? four for me is Louisville. They're, they're jumping up okay. in my rankings. Okay. Um, I I took Wake Forest out after this. Um, yeah. they I know they're six and two, but whew, did they, they get – well, when you want to talk about head case, as you were talking about Boston yeah. College and emotional investment, like that was a disconnect game for me for Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. That game came out like what was it, <laughs> five, five turnovers in the yep. third quarter or something like that. Yeah. 
Like if it, if it could have gone wrong, it did go wrong. And I think, you know, every year you had the one hiccup game and I thought that game was for them Liberty, but for this one to be against Louisville team that has been struggling all season and up and down, you know, credit to them. They are fighting for your boy Satterfield. They are trying yep. to sit here and say, listen, this is our coach. We are trying to play hard. We're trying to figure it out. I'm sure Malik Cunningham is playing hurt. You know, they're doing the damn thing defensively. It's hard to just look away from the improvements that they're making. But I, I, even putting them there, I, I, I beg to ask the question, how, how did they lose to BC? You know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> There's some head-scratching losses around the horn that I think when you yep. look back at it, a Georgia, like getting beat by Georgia Tech is crazy. Getting beat by Boston College is crazy. Getting beat by Virginia Tech, even if it's a close matchup. And she said, I'm looking at you. It's crazy. Like, it just shouldn't happen. And yet here we are with some of these teams. All right, yep. number three. All right, I'm going to go with Syracuse on this one. Okay. I was battling between them and number two, and obviously number one's going to be Clemson. Sure. Um, and But a loss to Notre Dame, and I'm really worried with them losing Garrett Williams, like, for the rest of the season, uh, you know. The, Garrett Williams is confirmed out, defensive player. Not yeah, Garrett, he Garrett. has okay. yeah cornerback, sorry, their star cornerback, who's potentially most likely going to be an All-American. Tore his ACL. He's gone. Um, wow. And it's looking back and looking ahead a little bit, I guess, with Syracuse. Like I've said all along that they've had no schedule, but they, yeah. you know, they hung, they beat NC State. They hung, but lost to Clemson. They didn't really, weren't all that competitive against Notre Dame. And now they got three straight games against tough opponents, I think, against yeah. Pitt, who always plays them tough because they're a rival. Uh, Florida State and Wake Forest, and then they can pound BC to end the season. Um, <laughs> and so I hate talking about this, <laughs> but um, you know, I think again, it's not it's not a shot at Syracuse; it's just where they're at. Um, yeah. And I, I think kind of whether they are really the third best team, this is going to be a good test for them this week. Like, can they go out there after losing to Notre Dame and and, and beat Pitt? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, them playing Clemson close and then losing so bad to Notre Dame says more about Notre Dame and how well they're doing kind of turning that corner and why it makes a very interesting matchup going into this weekend with Clemson and Notre Dame. And like yep. that to me is going to be very much high level must see TV when it's all said and done. All right. Number two. So number two for me is UNC. Okay. And uh, you know, they beat Pitt pretty easily uh, last week, but, and I look at the end of their schedule and especially with Wake Forest stumbling a little bit and I'm like, Ooh, could they win out? Um, yeah, let's hope. Virginia should not be an issue because they can't score. It shouldn't uh, be an issue, but for whatever reason, they I, always play it close. And I've done the show what with you for what almost <laughs> this is actually, this is my two year anniversary with a uh, locked on. Let's go. Uh, woohoo. Uh, but you know, when we're talking, when you look at UNC, I have always made that mistake of over evaluating them, and I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think they're going to pull it out just based on other people, not because right. UNC is going to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you got Georgia Tech, shouldn't yeah. be an issue. NC State, issue. Uh, though their quarterback looked pretty. I, I liked how he played. MJ MJ is going to have a hell of a game against North Carolina. The MJ Drizzy Drake matchup 
is going to yep. be fun for me. I think yep. just because of you know where they are, and I would give the nod to NC State's defense over North Carolina's. But you know, we'll we'll get there that Thanksgiving time and all the things. Say all that to say, I'm happy North Carolina's honestly in a place where it's a comfortable lead and it's not one that they're still having to fight tooth and nail for. So. Right, right. There are positive things in that regard. We already mentioned Clemson, but I do want to talk about the bottom half of these programs. But first, I want to mention to you guys that BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs this season. As you talk about football, basketball is around the corner. That is a positive light for Boston College basketball. We can talk about men's yep. and women's, really. Gives you an opportunity to get in on that action. You can find the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. The fastest and easiest way to check on all all of those games, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. I don't know if you guys are betting on the World Series, but I'm sure there are, there's some money to be made there, whether you want to bet on the Phillies or the Astros. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. So we're rounding out the show here. AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. Candace Cooper here, Locked On ACC. And the teams that need a little bit of help, a little bit of love. Who we got at the bottom? Let's start number five. All right, so I, I don't want to talk about them anymore. I just want to give them a big hug, BC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they need a hug. They need a lot. It's just, it's I, tough when you have, when you envision a, t- a season going a whole lot better, and then there's just, you throw your hands up. And truthfully, we said that, we said last week, Drizzy Drake and I, that they were going to win the UConn game. They're going to figure it out. But now we're sitting here saying, are they going to win a game for the rest of the season? That's they're not. Crazy. That's they're not. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I, again, I also got an email from a regular listener who was like, can you please stop talking about the football team? I like listening to you, but I like to skip ahead and pass the football stuff. And I'm like, well, I would, but football pays the bills. So listen, welcome to the North Carolina lifestyle where basketball is king. And every now and then you dab in a little football, but maybe you're starting to change the corner here. Maybe, maybe we'll see a little BC basketball takeover thing. We're going to do some third third segment stuff because I did a whole <laughs> basketball episode two weeks ago when things were really sad Yeah, and it, no one was like, okay, we're going to go back. And then the football talk when I'm like, you know what? I'm done with Halfley and that shoots through the roof. So people love the pain. People exactly. love the pain. I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four. Okay. So number four in our sad uh, hug me group is going to be the, uh, I'm going to go with Virginia tech. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. deserve to be in the bottom too because I watched the game against NC State. And I'm sure you probably did too. Mm-hmm. And I was I went to bed, you know, after Virginia Tech scored 21 points. Actually, no, I did. That's a lie. I watched them score 21 points. I watched NC State score again. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJ started to move the ball the second time, and I went. Well, Virginia Tech's going to lose and then went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? I promise you, I said to myself, oh, well, that's a wrap because NC State can't play a look at offense. So, you know, yep. there you go. They're breaking away the Hokies. And sure enough, that's why you don't go home. Yep. And that was um, that's a that's a sad loss. And, you know, especially when you had it and you just couldn't put it away. Yeah. Uh, again, I've said all along that this is a team that just needs more time and they do need time. And I think what people don't know about Bre- uh, Coach Prize, how much he's making it more family oriented and how he's really trying to put the fu- the uh, building blocks in place, the fundamental pieces in place to make it really much a you know recruit recruiting hub where people want to come and then they yep. get the X's and O's right. So give him a year. I think it, happily we're, you know, oh, get him out. He's in three years. I think it's going to take Brett 
a little bit of time. Maybe Brent Pry, it's going to take him at least three before we start to see a, a turn for the Hokies. But yeah, I get you. Number three, here we go. Uh, they're they're in-state brothers. I'm going to go with the Virginia uh, Virginia Cavaliers. It shouldn't take four overtimes to beat Miami. It just shouldn't. It no. shouldn't. I mean, there was some really bad ACC football <laughs> this weekend. Really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, between that BC game, whatever the heck happened for us, this game was awful. Yeah. Uh, the Virginia Tech game. I mean, like you're just you're just watching football offenses go back 20 years watching some of these games. <laughs> um, I think Armstrong got hurt again, if yeah. I remember. And again, like. We're, when yeah. we do the bottom five at this point, like so, like the, the last three that we've said, this the in the next two, uh, well, at least one of the next two is the season's gone. It's strong over. stakeholders. Thanks They're, for playing. Try it again next time. Well, let's let's get ready for National Signing Day. You know, a hundred percent. All right, number two. All right, continuing down our sad uh, path is going to be Georgia Tech. You know, yeah, yeah, they, they absolutely got pulverized. But hey, at least they're higher than some people with coaches who have solidified their spot. Oh my right? gosh, I would say I would kill for their season right now. <laughs> the totally- win over Pitt, BC hasn't won a top twenty-five game since two thousand fourteen. No, they would take that. In a Georgia Tech does it with an interim coach. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, I think if Boston College were to do that, they would rush the field because oh, it would just be that. BC it's- stormed the field against Missouri last year. <laughs> Take our wins where we can get them. You know, exactly. I feel it. I feel it. So, I feel it. Georgia Tech's just wait. I think they're just, uh, you know, they get their finger on their watch going, get the season over with. Yeah. Um, And they're going to try to, you know, they've got Virginia Tech, Miami. I mean, they could, they could possibly win a couple more games they before could. they get, you know, hopefully not hurt too badly playing against UNC and Georgia. Ooh. A thousand percent. That Georgia one is just brutal. That's that you got to play mercy rule in that. But I really, I hope to God they figured out like second half, run the clock nonstop. Like let's just, just let's go out uninjured. I think for Georgia's sake, even right, just don't don't just, play the guys that you don't need to. I know you. Ha- I know it's was it the South's oldest. Fr- no, that's Auburn. A uh, good old fashioned hate. That's what they call mm-hmm, that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that they have to keep doing that, but. Georgia is at such another level, especially in the trenches between them and Georgia Tech. Like, it's not even fair, you know? You know, I, I, I definitely hear you, but in the same vein, like, that's what they probably might say about South Carolina and Clemson a little bit True. because it's been very one-sided. So you got to play who you got to play. But and, and some people enjoy getting, you know, I mean, clearly Georgia fans love pulverizing Georgia Tech. You know, oh, I'm they, sure. They don't, have any, they don't have any doubts about that. All right, number one team who we're going to give a little hug as well is – I mean, this one is, I'm going to have to go with Miami. They need a hug. They need a hug and a miracle. They yep. need a hug and a miracle. Because yep. the fact that Miami games are on ESPN3 is just so wild to me. Like Miami, like of course Florida State Miami is going to be on ABC because of that's who they are. But that's my point. They are a you know household name. They are a household brand. You want to see them on primetime TV. You don't want to have to go search on the internets for them. And that's where, right. that's where their program's at. Yeah. And the, you know they're hoping all the talk is about you know UNC and and Florida State and obviously Clemson and they want to get back into that conversation so badly, mm-hmm. but they gotta t- they gotta crawl before they walk, you know. Yeah, they're and, still at four and four, and they're on bowl on the teeter totter of the bowl. 
right. ability. They want to they they went from like crawling to thinking they could like Olympic sprint, and <laughs> that, is, that is and it's fair to think that they could do that, but like with the transfer portal, but mm-hmm. so you know, you, yeah, basically with the transfer portal too, you also have to realize like. Sometimes it's just rolling the dice. You, you know, okay, is this guy going to work? Is this guy going to work? Are they going to hate each other? We don't know. Let's just throw yeah. them all together and see what happens. Absolutely. And it's not like basketball where it's just like 12 together. They yep. bond. That's all they already. You're talking about 100 plus guys that are asked to come together every single week. They get together maybe January or not till spring and like, okay, make a miracle happen. Right. It don't quite work like that, but no, I right. totally it, hear There's you. so much communicate, more communication in football where yeah. you now have guys from all over the country that have never yep. played with each other. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, go do all that. And we have, you know, 15 practices to figure it out. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, literally, literally yeah. that it, it's yeah. crazy, but you know, sometimes you strike lightning at the right time right. and maybe right. in the next two or three years, we're all going to be laughing at ourselves ever doubting Miami. So there's a lot to be said for that as well. AJ Black, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on uh, Locked On BC, where we're um, we're working through it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get uh, through it together, and that's, that's we got, we got the battle. Duke game on Friday night. So you know what? On the positive side, I don't have to cover BC on a Saturday, so that's a positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you can check me out on YouTube. I swear, I'm, I, it's funny. I'm interesting. I'm not just being down and depressing. Check it yeah. out. You can see what I have to say. Just hit the subscribe button. I'm four away from 600 subscribers. I'd love for you to be number 600 if you get a chance to do that. Things we love to so see. The editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network where I talk BC sports and all my fans hate me. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Love it. Guys, come back tomorrow. Alexano is back in the building. We're going to have trap game Thursday. Some games that, of course, everyone is excited to see and ones that could get a couple teams caught up. You'll have to catch it on tomorrow's show for Candace Cooper and AJ Black. Until next time.